minus 40 seconds. Minus thirty seconds. T minus twenty seconds. Ten, nine, eight, seven, six, five, four, three, two, one. Zero. Own it, own it, own it, Kong. I own it. It did. Women's Wrestling Talk, the number one women's wrestling show on the planet. Wrestling Talk, the number one women's wrestling show on the planet. Hey, hey, hey! Welcome to Women's Wrestling Talk, the number one women's wrestling show on the planet. Um, even though I know normally TK Trinidad, our fearless leader, would be doing interviews, um, it is just me. I'm your girl, Stephanie Hardy, the host and creator of the Hardy Wrestling Podcast and host for Women's Wrestling Talk and commentator for the Belladonna Division, Battle Club Pro, and more recently, Black Girl Magic 2, which is on Title Match Network, which you can catch right now. So please check that out. It was a great event, and I was happy to be a part of it. Um, but today, we have an amazing show and an amazing interview for you guys. With me now is the absolutely radiant and the Swiss sensation michelle green how are you michelle oh thank you for having me it's a pleasure to join up and even just seeing your intro again is so exciting everything that's happening in women's wrestling now yeah like our intro is probably one of the best intros that, that any show has period like, I love it. And it just makes you excited. And it lets you know, you know, what's about to be on the horizon for our show. So I love it. It's it's the pure embodiment of women's wrestling. I love it so much. And I'm glad you like it, too. So <laughs> I'm going to start by asking you, when did you fall in love with wrestling? Um, I started watching, like, seven years ago. So it was, like, 2015 because I read about Cesaro, who's also from Switzerland, like myself. Mm -hmm. um, and then I just watched it over a weekend and just dove head over heels into it. I was just watching on YouTube and then I used to like do home workouts and it was a time of the women's evolution too. Mm -hmm. And I would just see like these fierce like Amazon warrior queens fighting and it would just really motivate me. And um, I think that's how it kind of started. And then Later on, I'd start like listening to podcasts because, of course, once you got like the book, I think that's for all of us. Then you like want to know more about it and talk to other people about it. And I used to go to like uh, shows to Germany um, and watch them there. And they would have all women's events, too, which um, is called Femme Fatale by WXW. 
And I remember being there and then I would go to meet and greet and see all the women there and standing next to them. It just really inspired me to want to pursue this passion too. And um, it's going to be really full circle because I'm going to be part of this year's edition of that in October. So it's been an amazing journey and lots of fun. That's amazing. So basically you started watching wrestling from seeing someone who's from Switzerland, just like you with Claudio slash Cesaro, um, which is a great place to start because he's an amazing athlete, like really great. Um, And then you saw, of course, the women's evolution take place as well, which I think is one of the best places to start, you know, in terms of women's wrestling, if you're just into it in the most most recent few in the most recent couple of years. Like those women were amazing. You have Charlotte Flair, you know, a lot of the women who are still employed with WWE now. You have the four horse women, you got Becky Lynch, Charlotte Flair, Sasha Banks, Bailey, all of those women. And then you have the Bellas and you have Alicia Fox and so many other women who basically helped to put women's wrestling on the map for WWE. And it's good that you got that inspiration. And then you were inspired by the women around you you know even in your own country and even in germany as well so that is a really amazing journey really amazing journey you know to start so when did you decide that this was what you wanted to do and this is what you wanted to pursue um i think it came like over time it just kind of skyrocketed over time but when i first started training was in march 2019 and mm-hmm. shortly into it, I had like a knee injury, which wasn't anything tough, but it just took a while to uh, rehabilitate. And by the time I came back, it was uh, the start of COVID. So I was like, damn, I just uh, spent going to all these classes, watching everyone else train, working a lot on my character and my promo, but I was ready to get in ring again. And then it felt like the ball just being kicked away from me again. And um, so then, through COVID though also, um, I happened to have a free week of holidays that uh, originally I was going to go to Australia and see my sister give birth to her baby. And uh, Australia had been shut down. So I went to Mexico instead to visit a friend. And um, I got to know Lucha Libre. And that was just mind blowing to come to a country where wrestling is held in such high regards. And uh, I remember being at the airport and being like, Mom, I think I'm going to be coming back here pretty soon and I'm going to be staying here for a while. And she's like, no, you're a marketing manager. Don't quit your job. And I'm like, "Ah, I'll see you about it. And then like in December 2020 is when I quit my job and decided to invest my savings and all of my time into becoming a pro wrestler because I feel like if you want to get 100% of the results, you need to invest everything and go all in. And um, that's what I'm doing. So that's how it all yes. got rolling. <laughs> yes, I admire that. Because, of course, you know, when you want to do something, like, and not even just in wrestling, but just in life, you know, you put you need to put a whole lot into it. Otherwise, you know, what are you exactly you doing it for? And it's so funny that you mentioned, you know, your mom and how she was like, no, don't do it. You have this good job. Why would you, you know, throw that away um, just for this? But you knew that this was what you wanted and that that was your passion. And I admire your ability to sort of stick to that and basically just put your all into it in order to start chasing your dream. Like, I completely get that. 
I really get it. And I think that that's really cool. Thank you. Yeah, it's been, I just, I also, I felt like with the, when the pandemic happened, I felt like we all kind of felt how short life is. And they, if you find a passion and gladly we've all found wrestling, but everybody has different kinds of passions. And I think that's something so valuable to find in life and having the chance and the privilege to pursue it um, is really heaven sent. Yes, it is. And it's just, and even with the pandemic, it's just a lot of people tried to make the very best that they could out of that situation as much as they could. And then it allowed us to sort of sit and sort of treasure things that we may have taken for granted before. So I'm glad that all of that, you know, just basically pushed you to want to pursue more of your dreams and live life, you know, the way that you want to live. So I completely admire that. And I get that. Um, yeah, it's definitely outside yeah. of the comfort zone. But as we often hear is that outside of the comfort zone is where the magic happens. Yeah. And it also helps you to grow, too. So I totally get it. So what was the best lesson um, that you learned during your training? Oh, that's a very good question. Um, I think overall, just consistency and making yourself uncomfortable, like in the sense that um, to stay ready, you have to continuously push yourself and try new things and make yourself try them also. I think that's really valuable. And um, yeah, I think that's probably like consistency and continuing to push yourself, um, I think are the main things for me. Yes, um, I completely understand that consistency because when people see that you are consistent and that you and that you give 110% with hard work, they'll see that and then it'll, you know, take you incredibly far. So I get that. And then also in terms of, you know, jumping out of your comfort zone, I actually had an experience with that when I actually went to New York this past weekend and rode on the subway for the first time by myself with the help of a friend. And so I completely understand it's it's uncomfortable. It was uncomfortable for me because, of course, down here in Alabama, we don't really have a subway system um, <laughs> like that. So I was just like, I've never done this before, but, you know, I'm going to try because I really need to get to this place. And I did, and it was not, and it was probably one of the coolest experiences I've ever had. So, oh, that's so cool. So, yeah, in that, I understand, like, sometimes you do have to be uncomfortable in order to realize how far you can go. So I'm glad that you learned that lesson. So, it's funny that you yeah. mentioned uh, public transport, because for me, it's quite the opposite that in Switzerland, where I was living the last, like, 10 years, um we have public transport and so i never drove anywhere like i I'm, i have the permit to drive but i never needed to and my partner at the time loved driving so if we ever needed to go somewhere he'd do it and so i never needed to and then i came to the states and i mean when i was a trainee i would always just on the weekends catch a ride with jazz ronnie mac or thunder rosa or any of my fellow trainees and go to events like that And even then, when I started wrestling, I would still catch rides and make sure somebody else was on the show, too. Um, but then eventually got to a point where, like, it was just me and I needed to rent a car and I needed to drive. And every time now, like, it gets slightly better, but it's still super scary for me just because I don't have the reps driving. 
and yeah. um, I'm like, well, okay, take the good. Like, you, you control the AC, you control the music, you control the podcast, you can take as many breaks as you want. But I'm always very terrified also for driving just because the U.S. is huge. Like, Switzerland, you can drive from one side to the other in, like, three and a half, four hours. And wow. here I do this like on a weekly basis, like when I'm going to OBW in Louisville. So yeah, <laughs> it's definitely that's, always exciting. That's interesting to hear about, you know, the differences between Switzerland and the United States. Because I was actually going to go on and ask you, like, what are some other differences, you know, between Switzerland and the U.S.? And how did you adapt to those, you know, even outside of transportation? Because I know it has to be, you know, vastly different. Yes, I mean, mostly the transportation is what I feel the most. And of course, like, just like daily things, like for us, like the tax is always included in the price. So here often I'm like, oh, this is so cheap. And then there's a completely different price at the end. I'm like, what happened? Like, oh, no, it's just sales tax. I'm like, what? Why? Um, I do notice that here, like all the drinks are ice cold. And I've also gotten used to it. So I remember like just when I was in Switzerland two weeks ago, because I went home for a bit. And I actually mm -hmm. just flew in yesterday. Um, somebody gave me some drink and it like had like two ice cubes in it. Whereas like now from the US, I'm used to like there being more ice cubes than water. And I'm like, hmm, this is off. <laughs> so, um, yeah. Um, but it's just, I mean, basically food stuff that I noticed the most because I used to work in marketing for food. Um, so I think everything's just a lot bigger and distances are bigger. I would say, yes. <laughs> yeah, that sounds really interesting. Now, it's kind of funny, like, maybe one day I'll make it to Switzerland. Maybe one day. We'll see. Um, so what were some difficulties that you faced as you began your wrestling training? Um, I think, like, overall, it's just because before I worked at an office job, like, way back, and then obviously adjusting to it being more physical and focusing more on what your body needs and rest, schedules, um, meal plan. Like obviously I have a workout routine and a meal plan, but that never was like that much of a deal to me because I'm just very focused. And in this sense, food, food now is like fuel mm -hmm. and um, it's just something that my body needs to keep going. Um, so I think initially... Just like gotta get the progress in and get the reps and keep them going and then over time you see the results I find. Um like I watched back some of my early matches a few months back and you could see night and day and at the time you were doing the best you could, but then you're like, Okay, but it's good to see that you've become much better now too. <laughs> so Yeah, like I find I have those issues myself, like since I'm a host and I'm also a commentator as well, like it is so mm -hmm. hard for me to listen back to older things because it's like I'm the type of person where I'll pick myself apart mm -hmm. for my mistakes. <laughs> and then I'll just be like, you know what? I never want to do this again. Either I'll feel mm -hmm. like that or sometimes mm -hmm. I'll be like, you know what? Maybe I've gotten a little bit better or maybe here and there I can just tweak a few things and then maybe it'll be a little bit better. Um, yeah, I mean, it's so, always valuable for you to also see, like, improvements that you've made or to have somebody who hasn't seen you in a while 
see you and be like, oh, I can really see that you've been hitting the gym. Whereas every day you go, you're like, ah, do I have to? Yes, you do, <laughs> because it's part of the job. But I still wouldn't say like I've not fallen in love with the gym by any means, but I love wrestling and it's a prerequisite to be in great shape to be able to do the sport that we love so much. So, yeah, <laughs> I usually listen to wrestling podcasts that really pushes me kind of through. Then I'm like giggling to myself. <laughs> yeah, usually pot when people find things that they want to listen to, like podcasts or music, that actually makes them want to um, actually go forth with their workouts or with, you know, anything that they're doing, like work related things or definitely like exercise related things. So it's good that you have your thing that actually helps to zone you out a bit so you can, um, get that goal finished. I know I probably should go to the gym myself, but this isn't about me. Um, <laughs> so you mentioned earlier that you have trained, um, with Dr. Tom Pritchard and with Ronnie Mack and Jazz, who are legends in the wrestling game. Like, what are some really cool lessons that you've learned from all of these people? Because they have, you know, they are well-traveled in their wrestling um, journeys. So what are some of the greatest things that you've learned from the likes of those people? Um, well, after I trained three months in Mexico, it was actually the fact that Jazz, Thunder Rosa, and Rodney Mack had a school together um, in Texas, and they had like a lot of women training together, and that really drew me in. And I, at the time, had a short video call that a friend of mine um, set up with Thunder Rosa. I just talked to her real quick. She's like, "Yeah, come on over. We'd love to have you." And that's what really like made me then move over to the U.S. and convince me to go there. And I think all of these four coaches are really high on authenticity, being real, working hard and paying dues. And that's something that I think they have all ingrained in me, just having that work ethic and that if you work hard, like opportunity will present itself to you. Definitely. I'm more than sure that they did instill that hard work in you. Mm -hmm. And I'm glad that you were able to have that experience. I actually called- And find hard um, that's also <laughs> fight yes. the hard time always yes i actually called one of jazz's matches during her retirement her last year oh cool who did she wrestle at the time um it wasn't really a singles match with her i believe it was more so of a tag team match it was between heather monroe and ray lynn versus jazz and the woad oh nice mm -hmm. and it was yeah. pretty extreme i loved it they're so fierce yeah it's it was such a honor and privilege to learn from them. And then now I've been to NWA a bunch, um, like helping out, doing crew. Um, in fact, they are having another great event this weekend and tapings next week. So I think I'll see them then. <laughs> Definitely. So, so you would say that you've sort of adapted to the independent wrestling scene pretty well? Um, I think it's definitely more me, like the American style and the character-based um, storytelling rather than Lucha Libre. Mm -hmm. um, it's just I really enjoy the entertainment part of it and the people like cutting promos. Um, that's really what excites me the most. 
Yeah, I think cutting promos is probably the coolest part, but something that I am learning is the fact that it's not as simple as a lot of people would think, because of course, in real life, there are lots of people in wrestling who may or may not like talk or aren't as talkative in real life. So they sort of have to train themselves in order to get in front of a camera and actually sound clear and coherent. Um, But then there are other people who are just natural born talkers and just aren't afraid of a camera at all. So who, what would you say, you know, you sort of fall like, do you love the camera or do you, or did you have to work up your way to cutting great promos? Mm, I'm definitely an outgoing person. I'm extroverted. I love meeting new people. I'm not shy at all. Um, so that's definitely more the category. Um, as I commented earlier, like when I was injured, that gave me a lot of time to think about my character and just get the reps in and um, what training at Dr. Tom Pritchard's really helped me with is just connecting all the puzzle pieces of the different places that I trained to like create a whole picture. And he also offers promo training, which also the Doc Pond Dojo did in back in Texas. And that's just really making you get those reps because that's the only way to get better is go every time and um, push yourself and then sometimes they give you like a word and then you have to mention cut your promo on that and just to get keep getting ready and keep getting better i think that's uh what's super important and like working on presentation skills and yeah (laughs) but yeah i love it a lot yeah i think i would like it a lot too um if i were you know interested in becoming a wrestler i think the promo part would probably be the most fun part because i'm just because i just i'm a very creative mind so i feel like doing something like that would just be would probably be in my wheelhouse of things but the fighting part would scare me (laughs) like that part would scare me a lot because i'm just not violent in that way like in the sense that i like to fight or something like that or I like Mm -hmm. to wrestle and then I hate pain so I really admire and respect wrestlers for everything that they do and referees too because it's just like you're putting yourself and you're putting your body on the line and that's just a lot I just have a lot of respect for people who can do that because I just know I couldn't (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I competed in judo when I was uh, in primary school I did like three or four years which like I was so small I don't like I, I think I have some small parts of it ingrained in me, but I wouldn't like see myself today as uh, like a judoka. Um, but I think that was definitely something that has like some touches of wrestling in it. And then I played soccer when I played defense. So like it's either you attack the ball or you attack the opponent. That was always my philosophy. I'm like, you know, you're not passing here. So it is what it is. And um, I'm also a singer. Um, mm-hmm. I used to be in a lot of bands. So I feel like in the end, that all just kind of mixed up together into this perfect uh, combination of wrestling prerequisites. Definitely. Because I, like, I love hearing stories about wrestlers who basically participated in so many different sports and other fighting styles at a time. And then you see them sort of apply it to their wrestling style that they create, you know, as they, you know, learn new things and as they're creating their own wrestling arsenal. So I believe that's very helpful. And then the fact that you have experience, you know, in entertainment with singing and with music too, like that's a different um, sort of 
talent to have in your back pocket because you never know when you can use it. Because like in wrestling, it's like you can wind up utilizing all of your talents all in one place. I think that's one of the best parts about wrestling as a whole is the fact that you can take every experience you've ever had in life and put it in that one thing. So Yeah, and like even yeah. small things that you like experience in in the day can be part of a promo in the end. And um, I think what like being on stage previously taught me is that you're always going to be nervous. You're always going to have butterflies, but that's because you care. And I think the moment that you don't have those um, would be very sad because it just means that you're not as invested. So it's normal to get like the tingly sense before you go out. <laughs> exactly. So who would you say has been your best, your best opponent or your toughest opponent so far? Mm, well, my recent, uh, I had a string of matches against Dream Girl Ellie in OVW. So mm. I think those um, have been very exciting. Um, to work with. I enjoyed working with the current OVW champ, uh, Freya, the Slayer, mm -hmm. um, at the time, just because she was my first opponent who had a clear like strength and size advantage, so it made it more challenging for me to um, combat her. Um, yeah, I think those would be... Uh, I also really enjoyed my matches against Arya Alexander, And uh, I think those are top of mind right now. Okay. That's a pretty solid list of um, opponents that I'm more than sure have given you really great matches. So who would you say is your dream opponent, someone you haven't faced yet? Um, my personal favorite wrestler is Charlotte Flair. So I would definitely name her. And also Thunder Rosa has been a great mentor and coach to me. Um, I would definitely love to face either of these women. Yeah, those are two incredibly solid choices. It's like you have Charlotte Flair, who's just one of the stellar athletes in WWE, and she's a multi-time champion. So facing someone with her type of pedigree would be amazing um, for you. And then I'm more than sure that her facing you would be amazing for her. Um, and then on top of that, you have Thunder Rosa, um, who we send well wishes to um, on today. Um, mm -hmm. who is just so great um, as a wrestler and all of her background and stuff. And then with her having a hand in um, helping to create your career, I'm more than sure that would be an amazing full circle match as well. So, yeah, I think that's that would be doable for you. I think you could do it. And, of course, I'm always like excited for any match because you always learn so much like just by wrestling. And um, that's really what I want to be, like the best that I can be. So um, I think I'm always especially excited when I have opponents that have a lot more experience than me because it allows me to learn from them directly. But either way, it's uh, always a very lovely experience to get in the ring and give it my all. Definitely. So what are some experiences that you have had outside of the ring um, in terms of working with other promotions? And what would you say is the wildest experience you've had? Oh, wildest? Um, I think just the most uh, exciting moment or one of a very exciting moment was when I had my first match at OVW because 
I had been uh, writing them for three months every week, once or twice, asking them to give me an opportunity. And then um, I had been working as a heel mostly and previously and I got there and they told me, yes, you got your first match and you're going to be babyface. I was like, okay, uh, let's get it because I knew that there had been uh, plenty of persons that had like a first match there and that hadn't been called back. So I was um, equally excited and terrified. And then uh, when after the match, they told me that they'd love to have me back. And now I've been back ever since whenever I'm in the U.S. That's been really just a heartwarming experience. And I think outside of the ring, also for me, something that you can't put a price on is having like little girls come up to you and be like, oh, you did so great, I cheer for you, or um, I want to be a wrestler, you did so great, You're, I loved your match. I mean, those like, that, that melts my heart, you can't fight it. <laughs> Not at all. Like, if it's one thing I know I love, is like watching children watch wrestling. Like, yeah, they get so into it. It's so fun. Yeah, they're so pure and they're just so excited about it. And then it's just, it just melts your heart. And then it just reminds you of where you're from, and or at least when you used to watch it as a child. Because I know I watch it, I've been watching it since I was four. So anytime I go to any wrestling events and I see children get into it, it just makes me so happy. <laughs> also, uh, one time I was managing. And there's like a crowd of like 40, 50 children on one side of the ring. And I turned around and I felt like something at the back of my head. And it was somebody had thrown like a drink bottle at me. Oh, and I was no. like, okay. And then um, <laughs> it was like the break. And I went to um, sign some things. And a mom with a kid came up to me and she's like, somebody wants to apologize to you. And I was like, oh, what's up? And then it was just, yeah, big. Kid got caught in the moment, caught up in the moment, and apologized. I was like, oh, it's fine. I'm okay, but thanks. Yeah, but that was at the moment pretty surprising. That's pretty old school, right there. Oh my God, you threw a bottle at you? My God. <laughs> Cold world. Um, yeah. <laughs> that's crazy. So, um, how do you feel about the state of women's wrestling and what would you say is really good about it and what would you say can be improved? I mean, even just in the time that I've been watching wrestling, it's been really excited, the rise of um, just how many women's wrestlers there are, how many great women's wrestlers there are, wrestling promotions, all women's wrestling promotions such as Belladonna, who you mentioned, also Mission Pro Wrestling, of course. Um, and I just, I love to see it. Um, we've seen main events with women in the big promotions. Of course, I would always like for there to be even more women's matches on promotions cards. That's always something that I'm rooting for and to have deep storylines within the um, rosters so that it's not like just about the main title, but across and um i think at ovw we've done really well that we've had um i think most weeks we have two or three matches that have women we've had women special also so i really enjoy being part of it and um i think it's great to see where we've come from but also where we can still go as women's wrestling united 
What are your thoughts on it? Wow. Um, <laughs> I love it when my when guests talk ask questions back at me. It's fun. Um, well, what I think of women's wrestling now is that it's definitely grown exponentially since I've started watching it, like I said, at the age of four. Um, the first women I ever saw on TV were the Nitro Girls for WCW. And oh. I love, you know, watching women, watching people dance, because I love to dance myself. Mm -hmm. Um, but we've gone from that. And then we've also gone from women just being valets for men and also gone from us not being taken as seriously from 60 second matches to form from four minute matches to full scale, 15 to 20 minute matches. And that's something that I am so proud of seeing, not even just on television, but also in the independent promotions as well, as I learn more and more about the independents. Um, it's like, I just love seeing women like me um, or just women who aren't like me as well, just getting the opportunity to show what they have to offer and to show and prove that they are just as e that they are equal to the men um, in all athletic forms. I just love it across the board, not just in wrestling, but also in sports, like in all sports as well. So it makes me happy and it makes my heart swell. Um, but Something else that I do want to see more of in women's wrestling is the fact that I want more women behind the scenes because um, in major in a lot of major mainstream promotions, you see a lot of men, you know, ahead of creative, a lot of men on the writer teams and you and there's barely any women there. And then there aren't a lot of women producers as well um, at major mainstream companies as well. And also when it comes to pre-shows or panels or stuff that they might have it's very male centric and I want women to have more of a voice as more than just the mediators, but also the intellectuals as well, because men are not the only ones who know about sports. We know about sports too, like from an analysis standpoint, and even when it comes to wrestling from a story standpoint. So I feel like the more you get women in it from not just an aesthetic point of view, like with ring announcing and stuff like that, but from an intellectual point of view, the more, you know, diverse it'll be. So that's just kind of how I feel about it. Like, I love the athleticism part of it. I absolutely adore it. But I just want more women from an intellectual point of view to actually run the stories, write the stories, be camera women, more referees, and also um, commentators and announcers as well. So that's how I feel about it. No, 100%. Um, I think the more diverse viewpoints you get about it, the more inclusive it becomes. And I think the bigger wrestling is, the better and more enjoyable for everyone. Yeah, definitely. Like I just, I've always say that I feel like the world of wrestling owes women a lot because there have been so many women in history who have just, you know, held wrestling, you know, up for so long, but barely got any credit for it. Mm -hmm. So I think now, you know, we're seeing, we're reaping the benefits of all of those women who paved the way for us. But, you know, we still have a long way to go, but I feel like we're on the right, we're on the right road now. And I'm hopeful for it. Definitely. So, I mean, I'm glad you asked me that question um, back because I really don't, I, I do get to address it, but I'm glad that I was able to address it here. Um, so thank you. That was cool. Sure. So you have worked with multiple promotions. You've mentioned um, OVW, you mentioned um, working backstage for Impact Wrestling. So if the opportunity came, would you sign with a major mainstream company? And if 
And if you feel comfortable, would you feel comfortable saying, you know, which one you would want to work with? <laughs> um, I'm super open about the fact that I want to make resting my living. That's why I'm investing all my savings into it because I believe in Michelle Green and so should everybody else. Um, and so that also means that, yes, of course, I'm looking to down the road, make a living off of it and to be under contract. And um, whoever will offer me that opportunity, I will be eternally grateful. Definitely. That's a pretty good answer. Um, and I look forward to seeing you, you know, on any major mainstream promotion that you might, you know, go with or sign with or whatever. Because, I mean, you deserve, um, you do really hard work. And I can see that. So I really believe that you deserve to have that opportunity. And you're right. Everybody should believe in Michelle Green. And it's good that you believe in Michelle Green, too. Because if you don't believe in yourself, then how is anybody else going to believe in you? Yes, that's also one of the sayings that um, I like a lot. And also some of the women wrestlers that have made it, I ask them how it was and how did they get there. And they also tell me about like the struggles that they've experienced. So if ever I feel that things are hard, then I just go back to that. And um, I think as any entrepreneur, any person with a passion or a goal, is is then we just think you know this is just a struggle before the rise and the cream always rises to the top so where there's a will there's a way and i think that's just um i think a great way to stay motivated definitely absolutely so what would you say are some of your hobbies outside of wrestling well i don't think there's that much anymore to be honest um, because <laughs> Um, that's, this is 24 seven. Um, I did just recently go back home and I lived there with my hubby in Switzerland and, um, he does strongman competition. So we go work out together, try to keep each other on our meal plans. Um, and I think like, I just enjoy spending time with, obviously with him, with my friends, with my family, um, I do love food a lot. So we also went to Italy for a wedding um, this past weekend. And um, yes, I mean, it's only the water weight from the travel, of course. And there was totally no pizza had, no pasta was had or any pastry. So, <laughs> um, but yeah, I'm just, I'm a very social person. If I get the chance to hang out with people that are dear to me, that's really mm, something I love. And um, I'm fully dedicated to wrestling, to going to the gym, to training, to getting myself to um, different promotions and helping out and uh, creating content also for my social media platforms at I'm Michelle Green. And that's just what I'm very passionate and slightly obsessed with. That's good, though. I mean, that's valid. I mean, spending time with family and friends is a very valid hobby because, I mean, of course, you have to hold the people, you know, you love to you very closely. Um, and that's very valid if you're seeking to always get to know them and have better relationships with them. That totally works out. And I love how you and your husband went to Italy and you didn't eat any of, like, the pasta or the pizza. That would have hurt me because... <laughs> Like, that's their thing over there. It's their pasta. And their yeah. So I can imagine being there and not eating. Oh, my God. Uh, no, no, we did. we did. Oh, my God. We did, we did, we did. Um, 
No, I'm I'm one hundred percent fortunate to have such a supportive partner who also has a passion, who understands, and um, I mean, um, we text each other all day, and uh, we should usually call for like about one or two hours a day too, and um, yeah, that's just um, yeah, what keeps me sane, I think. And uh, it's always good to have love and feel love and feel supported. So um, I'm very fortunate. That's good that he supports you like that. And I love how he's a strong man. So the both of you guys are probably just lifting weights together. Like, that's a cool thing. Well, it's like about. him is lifting, like, uh, I don't know, the whole house. And I'm lifting my few pounds bicep curls there. But <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> But it's uh, motivating to go there with someone else, even though it takes obviously much longer than me just because his my gym workout is obviously complementary to my uh, wrestling. And for him, the gym workout is the main workout. So, Yeah, I totally understand that. Shout out to supportive spouses out there. That's great. And shout out to mm-hmm. your supportive spouse. That's amazing. So what would you say wrestling has given you that you deeply treasure? Um, I think it's like happiness and a purpose. It sounds so simple, but it just, it really excites me. And um, I think before um, in Switzerland, we treasure time a lot, being on time, having plans. Um, people often make plans like obviously vacation yes we do plan like sometimes can be like six to 12 months ahead but even like meeting your friends sometimes it can be like I don't know two to three months Mm -hmm. and so wrestling really teaches you to be very flexible and to think short term and um, just be able to adapt and um I think I've definitely lost the ability to, or yeah, I just, I don't, I'm not able to plan ahead that much. Usually it's like two to three months at this point. I think I've got the rest of the year figured out. Um, but yeah, it's just a roller coaster that uh, I'm riding on. Yeah, I completely understand that. That's kind of what my life is sort of turning into. Um, As I do commentary and I do certain things, it's like you think you have the couple, your your next few months planned out. You think you're going to have a little bit of free time, but then something else pops up all of a sudden and you're just like, oh, well, I got to readjust some stuff over here and move some stuff over here and do all that. But it's fun though. And I actually enjoy that part of it because it's just like, you know, it gives you something to do and it gives you more to look forward to. And the um, yeah, book I'm that I'm currently reading is called The Secret. And I had previously read it like three or four years ago and it wasn't much for me. But um, something that a friend of mine also told me is like, think as if you already made it. So always talk about when you make it, not if. And um, something that the books talks about is like just having the positive mindset about the things that you want and attracting them. And like you said, sometimes we get news that, I don't know, maybe show is canceled, it's postponed, or just different news that aren't as pleasant, but going ahead with the mind that the next time I open it, there will be good news, then 
that's a really positive way to kind of navigate these waters. Definitely. And someone in the comments, Nikki Bougie, who's one of our hosts for Women's Wrestling Talk, said that that's a good mind to have. And she also says um, hello and that she is happy that you're here. So I just wanted to give her a shout out. Yeah, Yeah, she's Um, super sweet. Yeah, she's amazing. I love her so much. So um, my last question in the interview um, is, what would you say the future holds for you? Um, I think, well, I know that I'm here in the U.S. in August and September. I think I'm looking to spend the rest of the year in Europe and um, travel Europe wrestling-wise and train there. So I'm very excited about that. And then the future holds, uh, getting signed in 2023. Yeah, that would be cool. It's so funny you said Europe. And in my brain, the first thing I think of is NXT Europe. And I'm just like, hmm, Michelle. I mean, I am the international (laughs) Swiss sensation. I do speak five languages fluently. Yes, that is a cool flex to have. Everyone knows where to find me. And I'm Michelle Green. (laughs) that is a huge flex to have well we've ended the interview portion of um our time together but i do have we do have another segment called rapid hot tags and they're really fun questions so i'm going to ask you this really all these fun questions and we're just going to go you know as fast as we can so if you could pick any celebrity to have dinner with who would it be celebrity um I think Roger Federer seems nice. He's a Swiss tennis superstar mm-hmm. and um, the ace of tennis ever. So I think he would be fun. He's also my mom's idol. Oh, cool. That would be a really cool yes. dinner. So I did notice on Instagram and on Twitter that you have an excellent smile, like an absolutely Aww. excellent smile. Mm-hmm. So what would be the one thing that makes you smile every single time? Um, when my boyfriend texts me, um, his name says like heart and then his name. And then whenever it vibrates, cause he has like a personalized vibration thingy that just, yeah, I'm always happy to hear from him. Okay, cool. So what is your favorite show? And gelato food wise. Italian oh, gelato. gelato is the best. Yes. 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 I get that. Um, what would be your favorite show to binge watch? Uh, hmm. I used to love Jane the Virgin too because it's sometimes I like like easy soapy stuff mm-hmm. and um, I have seen like a total of 20 seasons of Survivor but not recently Ooh. yeah but I really used to love that for like the social dynamics and the storytelling I think how about you what are you binge watching well basically I've binge watched all of Succession on HBO um, that is a really good show. It's a very different show than what I would have normally watched. Um, mm-hmm. But to watch these siblings scramble for power over this media company is pretty insane. And it's a really good dark comedy. Like, it's really good. And this guy, Jesse Anderson, I think is his last name. He made mm-hmm. it. Um, and he's from the UK, I believe. And it is a very good show. I definitely mm-hmm. recommend it because it's, it's pretty insane. I can't wait till mm-hmm. it comes back to HBO. Can't wait. Oh, good. Yes. 
So one question, um, your house containing everything you own catches on fire. After saving your loved ones and your pet, what is the one thing that you will make a final dash to save? Um, I've moved around quite a lot, so I don't think I have as many things anymore. It looks at, well, like in the backstage is all like chaos of because I just got in yesterday. Yeah. <laughs> I get um, it. I'm trying to think all the stuff I have in my house. I mean, I have like my resting notebooks. That was like the first thing that popped into mine. Um, I always have in my hand luggage my gear. Mm -hmm. So I think those are very important to me. Um, my resting boots were like the first item that I got for resting. And I used to always put them close to my bed and look at them and be like, I'm going to lace you up real soon. So those would all be good options, I think. Yeah. Yeah. Um, that's a very good question. Hard to decide. <laughs> yeah. Um, it is pretty hard to decide for, for a lot of people, so it's okay. Mm. But yeah, the the wrestling gear sounds like a pretty good answer. Yeah, because I usually say like the favorite thing that I have is like the ring from my partner. Mm -hmm. But I mean I'm wearing that, so don't need to get that. Yeah. Yeah, I think I would go with the wrestling gear. Yeah. So if you were able to live the life of a 90-year-old and retain either the mind or the body of a 30-year-old for the last 60 years of your life, which would you want? Okay, come again. <laughs> okay, I can say it again. Um if you were able to live the to live to the age of 90 okay and retain either the mind or body of a 30 year old for the last 60 years of your life which would you want um i don't want to stay 30 in the mind i think i want to grow so then i guess i would be <laughs> young looking with an old mind <laughs> yeah i think that's the better choice because honestly also health wise right yeah like i feel like that's the better choice stuff? yeah i don't know <laughs> yeah be older in the mind because you'll have wisdom to not make dumb decisions and then you can still look young and be like yeah <laughs> yeah or like consciously make bad decisions but you're like hey my body's got it still yeah so essentially being a vampire would be fun <laughs> yeah, or you can wrestle for quite a long time then, I guess. Mm -hmm. That too. And last question, if you had a superpower, what would it be? I would like to teletransport. That's an easy one. Spend yeah. a lot of time traveling, so <laughs> that's the one. Very convenient. Yeah, that's a good one. So we've reached, so we've basically finished our rapid hot tags. So now we're going to go to the comments. This is normally where we would have our panel questions, but I'm going to go to the comments because they have been coming in. Bobby Batito said, hello. Um, JD said, hi. Um, JD also had a question. He said, does Michelle get mistaken for Atley Hatwell on a regular basis? Who's that? Let me see. I'm going to look at Who's Haley Atwell? Do you know who it is? Yes, I do. She's the actress who plays um, Captain Carter in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. 
in the Captain oh, America. Oh, I, I do think I have been told that once before. I also got told once, like the actress who plays the Terminator lady. That oh I've wow! Been told, and then when I was um, like younger, they used to tell me like JoJo the singer. Yeah, I see that actually. Yeah, I can so, see JoJo definitely. Yeah. I mean, those. I really like Rachel Bilson, but I guess we don't look alike, sadly. <laughs> um, yeah, Rachel or Gal Gadot is gorgeous, too. Oh, yeah. Gal Gadot is amazing. Like, oh, my God. She's so gorgeous. Um, and Rachel Bilson, oh, my God. It felt like that that was a blast from the past. The 2000s. God. Um. <laughs> yeah, I watched Heart of Dixie, though, too. That one was cute, too. Yeah. Just, that... I like watching, like, just chill stuff. Yeah, that show is pretty interesting because that show is set in Alabama and I'm from there. So it's just kind of oh. like, oh, yeah, I'm from Alabama. Like, Yeah, when raised. I first went to Nashville, I I mean, I'd seen the TV series Nashville, but I thought like Nashville was going to be like just one road and then like a bunch of country saloons. Like, that's my very simple mind. And then I got there it was like a real big city. And I'm like, oh, I guess not. Then. <laughs> it makes more sense. But, yeah. yeah. Yeah, that's a pretty common misconception about the South. It's okay. Because <laughs> I know the part of Birmingham I live in, it's the city. But a lot of people come down here and think, oh, well, it's going to be the country. No, it's not. It's it's not. Like, there are certain places in the state that is, but my part isn't. It's the city. So I yeah. mean, Knoxville is pretty rural, I would say. I like Louisville downtown because there's, like, one main street and has a lot of shops. Mm-hmm. Um I think those are like I like New Orleans when I went there. Like I went there when WrestleMania was there. Oh yes. And New York, I went like a billion years ago, but that was cute at the time too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I love traveling in the United States. There's still a lot of states I need to go to though, so you know, we're gonna figure that out one day. It's a very big country. Yes, it is. It's huge. Okay, JD says also in the US we like a little soda with our ice or a little ice yes. with our soda. Yes. yes, we do. Yes, we do. Um <laughs> he also says the amount of talent right now is incredible. So many ladies who just um who put on quality matches, but so many of them are championship material. Definitely. And of course we had hello from Nikki. Um, and then JD said as our final comment, I hope Michelle at least indulged in gelato while in Italy. Did you? Yes. Well, I love it. They put whipped cream on the ice cream too. And I used to be very like experimental in the sense that I tried a lot of different ice cream flavors, like I don't know, basil or like tea flavors. But it all boils down to that chocolate, like fondente, which is like dark chocolate, is just my favorite yeah and sometimes they have like six different kinds of chocolate to pick from and i'm like mm, i'll just get three flavors that sounds good <laughs> that sounds really good well michelle green the swiss sense the international swiss sensation thank you so much for coming on women's thank wrestling you. talk and having an interview with us and stuff so if you don't mind telling everybody where they can find you and follow you and see what you've got going on and any events that you have coming up, you can tell us about that now. Thank you so much for having me on. It's been a pleasure. I've been following the website and the podcast for a while. So I was very happy to get invited. I'm at I'm Michelle Green 
on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook. I'm also on TikTok. And I'd love for everyone to come along on the journey and um, see me tomorrow. I'm going to be on OVW. Um, you can catch that on Fight TV as well as on like 50 different TV channels. And um, there's going to be a pay-per-view also for OVW this Saturday, which is called The Big One. It's going to be our big summer finale after a summer tour that we've had with um, lots of shows. So that's going to be very exciting. And then um, keep a lookout as I'll be in the U.S. in September before then returning to Germany for WXW on October 1st and to Switzerland on October 15th. Yeah, you've got a lot going on, miss. <laughs> well, thank you so much for coming on um, again. I just want to thank you because this was a really great time. And hopefully we'll be able to have you back. You know, you're welcome anytime. So, of course, you can follow me, your girl, Stephanie Hardy, on Instagram and Twitter at Queen Steph Hardy. Um, and follow Women's Wrestling Talk, the number one women's wrestling show on the planet, on Instagram and Twitter at WW Talk Pod and check out our website at www.talkpod.com. Follow us on Twitch, subscribe to our YouTube channel, and just check out any and everything that we've got going on because, of course, we have all of our articles coming out. We're working on stuff for Hispanic Heritage Month and just so many other different things that we've got going on. Check out our merchandise. Um, we have t-shirts saying We Ride for Naomi. Um, it's not just professional women's wrestling. This is professional wrestling and so many different um, goodies as well. So please continue to support Women's Wrestling Talk wherever you see us and watch us wherever you go. But in the meantime, in between time, this has been Women's Wrestling Talk, the number one women's wrestling show on the planet. And until next time, bye, you guys. Bye. Have a good evening. Women's Wrestling Talk, the number one women's wrestling show on the planet. Wrestling Talk, the number one women's wrestling show on the planet.